Anyway, we watched One Piece this week. Uh, let's see. We got Justin right here. You two Where? introduce yourselves. I don't uh, see him. I don't uh, see anything. Uh, right right, I don't right s- here. I don't see Justin. I, Hello? What? Who's Justin? What, guys? What, what, what do you mean? I'm right here. You know, there's a... Actually, this is great because it's kind of the funny story I mentioned to you guys before we started recording. Aww. <laughs> I, I had a dream last night that we were we were doing a recording and I like nodded off during it, I guess. Also, I was recording outside for some reason. Like I was sitting at a random <laughs> desk out, and were it's your not teeth like falling out as well. And you were also naked and running late to school. Not even like, <laughs> if, no, not 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 that crazy. But not uh, not even like outside my house. Outside, I was like on a sidewalk by a strip mall. <laughs> just rogue recording outside. <laughs> I, I, it was just me. It's not like we weren't sitting at a round table or anything. <laughs> but anyway, we were doing a one piece recording and I like fell asleep during it, I guess, or something like that. And then I woke up at a different point in whatever we were recording and tried to play it off like I had just stare- started staring off in the distance and zoned out instead of a- actively falling asleep. And there were people there that like Isaac was in that recording, and I was and <laughs> I I remember waking That's how you know up, it's a dream. Waking up in the dream, uh, and going, "Oh man, when did Isaac get here?" And he was like, "I started the recording with you guys." And I was like, what? <laughs> and they were like, "We were wondering if you were asleep, Christian." I was like, "No, no, no!" <laughs> like a three year old who who thought he didn't get tagged on the playground. No. On a on a mildly related note, for whatever reason, I've like had daydreams where we record like on location. I don't know why. What does on location want to do it though? Just in the same place? Like no, just like in a in a space not like where we normally record. Like on location on a pirate ship. I'm here live at the Big Sunny, reporting live about <laughs> as as the yeah, as the Straw Hat Pirates get all their shadows taken on Thriller Bark Island. I'm on site. Uh, at Thriller Bark. There are zombies literally everywhere. I'm being torn to pieces right now. Ow. By severely injured old men. By severely <laughs> injured old men. Is that a giant man bat thing? Why are there ghosts oh everywhere? Is that Count Chocula? Walking towards that us? Count Chocula? <laughs> I love your cereal. Ah. <laughs> oh, it was Frankenberry all of the long. <laughs> I love how I asked if we had a bit. We all said no, and then we came up up with this. Hold up, hold up. Is Captain Crunch in the One Piece universe? (laughs) Captain Justin, can you confirm? I cannot, however, and I'm not going to do this now, I'll do this after recording. I would not be surprised if I decided to Google Japanese Captain Crunch commercials and I found a One Piece one. That's all I'm saying. Anyway. Or would or would Captain Crunch be part of the world government because he's an admiral? Shut up. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> We've gone too far down the rabbit hole. You've gone too far down the rabbit hole. I was ready to walk away and you you threw us back in and lit a fuse. Anyway, we watched One Piece and uh, I wrote the summary right here and I'm going to read it because Brendan's not here because he sucks. Sure. Got him. <clears throat> All you, bud. We start off with the stare down between Perona and Usopp. Deep psychological games are being played here. Usopp thinks he's dead meat as he looks up to the mob of zombies that stand before him. But Perona thinks she's doomed as she gazes upon her heart counter. But now Usopp is confident. Now so is Perona. There's even a special cameo appearance by the famous hero Soga King. Will Mr. Negative Nose rid the world of the zombie plight or Horohoro chick 
Destroyer Hero once and for all. Guess what? The wait and see. Elsewhere, we see Brooke considering to lose his 1v1 to Ryuma. After getting three stocked over and over again, Ryuma offers Brooke one last attempt at the salty runback. The gentlemen slowly approach each other in the most anime way possible for one last encounter, which ends in Brooke falling to his own move once more. As he lays helplessly on the ground, waiting for the finishing blow to come through, he apologizes to Laboon for his terrible luck and reflects on his oh-so-lonely life. By some stroke of luck, an earthquake caused by Or's shenanigans saves Brooke from being scalped by Ryuma just long enough for Frankie to retrieve Brooke and Zoro to say, Hey yo, run your pockets. I also want to take this time to say that something about watching a zombie samurai use a katana for fencing feels really wrong. In addition to all these events, we have Sanji crashing the wedding just in the nick of time to squash some clear clear beef, Luffy struggling to punch a guy who doesn't even fight his own battles, and or is being a menace to society. Any questions? Uh, P.S. It kind of feels like we're just waiting for nothing to happen. Anyway. What do you mean nothing? Mm, no, what is this nothing of which you speak? Don't worry about it. We gotta get Brook's shadow back, bro. We gotta get we gotta get Zoro a new sword. We gotta get Ors uh, a boat so we can go on a real adventure. <laughs> <laughs> one that isn't an entire island. Are you gonna tell me he doesn't? He's gonna fit on one on something smaller than that? Sure. Press X to doubt, bro. Did you see? Did you see the Foxy Pirates' ship, bro? They could put oars in there. Mm. That's what I thought. <laughs> I will say though that these episodes feel like there was a whole lot of nothing really happening. Like they were kind of like dragging these episodes out. I could feel, but like it did feel nice, like seeing the adventures of oars. Seeing Usopp, you know, doing his little crazy shenanigans and seeing Zoro finally come up to so I can finally say Toto so um, about the sword. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. I, I don't know what it is about the Sanji stuff. It just felt like they dragged it out and they're still dragging it. Yeah, out. I mean, they they lean really heavily into the both of these people are absolute perverts. And uh, part. Yeah, I, I don't know. It just it, yeah, it is. Is too much. They lay it on too thick with this Sanji Ab- Absalom thing. I don't care. You know, I just don't. I don't need any part of it. Just ha- Sanji can kick the hell out of Absalom. That's fine. Don't need the whole. Uh, I'm gonna go spy on women's bathrooms with the invis fruit. Uh, but now I can't See, I because didn't mind you have that part. It. it was the part that I was bothered with was just the constant. They're staring at Nami in the dress, and she's like, "She's an angel." Oh, I'm sorry. I thought she was an angel. That bit, which they did over and over and over again. <laughs> like, I didn't mind the whole, like, the, the peeping joke. That was a little bit of a s- stretched out bit. I was like, where is this even going? Yeah. Did, did he even beat him? Like, is this the official defeat of Absalom also? Like, I guess. I-, I don't know. It definitely, they definitely make it seem like this was the end of Absalom. Like, he was done. But I feel like it isn't because, what, Lola? Zo- I forget her name. Lola? Lola the... I feel like she's going to have more of a part in his defeat. The fact that we've had zero of her in these episodes is kind yeah, of weird. Yeah, it is a little weird. I was thinking that even last week when we were getting into the Absalom is about to marry Nami bit. Like, I kind of half expected Lola to be the one who bursted in first before Sanji and try and right. beat the shit out of Absalom. Uh, or maybe even turn against Nami because Nami gave her all that girl advice. And then and the fact that Nami's a man. And the fact that Nami's a man, but then Nami's once again standing there about to marry Absalom after she gave Lola the pep talk. So she just like like backstabbed her. But Lola's just conveniently missing 
from the last eight episodes that we've watched, which is a little yeah. disappointing because it makes it feel like she had no point. You know, she was there for one moment just to chase uh, the three cowards around before they got captured. And then that was it. Also, where the fuck is the Captain Jack Sparrow zombie? You know, the drunk one. the piratey uh, one. Yeah, I don't know. We're getting our hopes up over this guy that we may not see. I, I want to hope that we will at some point because they he's one of the at our general zombies that they specifically make a point to point out. They also do point out how lazy he is, though. So he might have just fucked off somewhere and will show up later. Uh, it's maybe. taking way later at this point, <laughs> but I mean, maybe his shit, maybe he'll, maybe he'll have a badass entrance later. Who knows? They'll be like the last general zombie left because Orr's killed the rest of them somehow. I mean, you know, if you just make a dude into a pancake, he's not very effective, right? Yeah, but they're zombies, man. They they pointed out specifically how like unrelenting they are and how they're supposed to just keep you getting up. You ever been fucking pancaked by oars? No, but I also have like they Frankie and Robin ruin these zombies for like ten minutes straight, and then they just get up again and keep going. Yeah, it is a little bit odd. I don't know, man. I feel like I could believe the the nonsense of like. Uh, Frankie and Robin trying real fucking hard to no avail. You tell him you getting right back up after fucking. No, I'm not doing anything. I'm dead. <laughs> I'm dead. I'm I'm dead. I'm a. I am not even a pancake. I'm a blood splatter on the world now. <laughs> There's nothing left of me but the zombies that are supposed to be effectively immortal should be getting back up. But they're not. Uh, I, they? I, I'm not saying they're done, but like I would believe you told me, like, yo, they're gonna need, you know, they need a little nap real quick. They gotta like reinflate themselves or something. I don't know. I mean, there's really uh, no point to them at this at this stage and anyway. So I guess this is just a convenient way for the author to go. Yeah, they're just knocked out on the beach now. It's fine. I feel like the the best part about seeing those scenes is just seeing how much of a detriment he is. Yeah. No, the, <laughs> the Adventures of Oars continues, and I love this. This is great. This is quality <laughs> content that I'm looking for here. This is why Oars needs his own boat, so he can just get out of here and go be the king of the pirates. Just seeing him do the gum gum gatling <laughs> is a giant. I'm just saying, like, God damn. <laughs> I, 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 the, the, the quote killed me, too, because he goes, gum gum, but I'm not actually made of rubber. Gatling! <laughs> and then he just punches the ground really fast. Yo, the way he fucking instant transmissioned up into the sky scared the shit out of me. He knows shave. Bring him down. Start with the feet. Yeah. <gasps> what the? <laughs> there he is, above us. <laughs> no, it's not really rubber. That motherfucker should not be allowed to move that fast. No, he shouldn't. But because he kicked the ground really quick ten times, he can shave. So I mean, he went up and down. So like, what if it, instead of just like ten simultaneous simul simultaneous kicks, it was just one big one? He went. Oof. I mean, maybe. But they use the shave sound effect, so I'm gonna assume they <laughs> want you to think that he shaved using. Man, that's just lazy audio design, right? Yeah, yeah, that. it is. There's a lot of laziness <laughs> in this show. Mm -hmm. 
Except for the first episode. For whatever reason, two, uh, 357 felt like they poured a lot of animation budget into it for some reason. They did, with like Luffy like jumping around and everything. Yeah, there were a lot of scenes that everyone had like really high detail in. They get they give Luffy like some real six pack abs and they detail that bitch. Perona has one scene where she's like crying on the ground after complaining Usopp can't be affected by her ghosts again. And she like looks up or something and she's super detailed. I don't know. I don't know who decided that, but cool, I guess. They just blew all of their budget for that <laughs> month on, on 357. Yeah. I do want to backtrack a little bit to, to the Sanji comments. I wrote it in my notes. For me personally, Sanji is mostly a cool character. I, you know, the chef part, <laughs> cool. The food he makes, cool. Fighting style, cool. I hate this. I hate this fucking dumbass subplot he gets and continues to get throughout the fucking series I've where he's just saying this for years at this point. I've been saying it longer, bitch. I got a thousand episodes on you. It gets I don't know if it gets worse. I don't I don't mind the general simping that he does, you know, when he's making food or drinks yeah. for Robin and Nami on the boat and he goes, Here's this, here's this meal that I spent eight years making just for you two today. And then the rest of them go where's our food? And he looks at them with disgust and go, who are you? <laughs> what? <laughs> and that, but this, this is excessive. This, I, this, I dis, I dislike strongly where they just go on and on and on about how he's just, how he wants to look at the women. He's a, he's a general pervert. And now we've got, now it's times two. We got double trouble <laughs> because Absalom actually has the power and has done these things in the episodes we've watched. We've watched Absalom constantly do it. So now we've got two Sanjis doing the same stuff, doing the same simping. I didn't even mind the uh, the bit that Devin complained about where they're looking at Nami. They glance at Nami and they go, oh, an angel, a fair maiden. I don't mind that they did it one time. It's how many times they did it. Right. I, I was fine even with that. They They take your rule of threes and they just... They beat it with a stick and throw it out in the in the trash. They do it like six or seven times. I don't even care. I liked that bit. It's just when Sanji goes on and you stole my dream. Well, what was your dream? I wanted to look. I wanted the 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 invis fruit so I could look at women in the bathroom. The only saving grace about all of this uh this stupid bit was the priest and the one who was holding up Nami Zombie. Uh, who are going back and forth, like <laughs> nodding to each other, like, yep, you're still a pervert. Uh, yep, you're still a pervert. <laughs> like, they're just echoing what every Our viewer thought. Yeah, what every yeah. viewer's thoughts should be. I could help all mankind and no girls! No, I had this beautiful vision of the future and no girls! He just wants to be naked, naked girls. girls. He's, He's a, a complete, complete pervert! Shut up! After a lifetime of fantasizing about that fruit, I know how much you can peep. No, wait! I mean, I know how much you can help humanity with it. Understand? I I don't. I'm with you, Justin. I do not like this. This otherwise. All I'm saying. Well, not all I'm saying. In addition to what was has already been said, I feel like if you're gonna like, you know, just make a character one of these tropes. As far uh, granted, I haven't seen many of them because I really don't go out of my way to look for them. Brock from Pokemon. Specifically the dubbed, I guess. Who knows what the fuck the Japanese sub is saying for Brock's lines. I've never seen Pokemon sub now that I think about it. Me neither. Same. Anyway, dubbed Pokemon, like OG back in like 1996 or whatever, four kids animation shit. That is like how I would want my 
tropey character of a sip to like act like Brock just looks at a woman. He's like, I want to marry you. That's more or less tasteful. Not this dumb shit we get in one piece sometimes. Oda, you gotta, you gotta, come on, man, you could do better. Gotta give him the bonk, bro. Facts. <laughs> give him the bonk. Anyway, enough about that. Usopp and Perona are really like the highlight of these episodes. W- yeah, were they you are. Guys surprised by this? Was I surprised? No. Yeah, I wasn't surprised at all. Let's be fair. Perona, main character. That's all I'm saying. And then, you know, we, we get, and because of that, we're getting some badass, like, conflict scenes and shit with Usopp, Soga King, and Perona, bro. <laughs> this whole Soga King thing is so, so, <laughs> just out of nowhere. <laughs> just, uh, I mean, I liked it. It was funny when it happened. He just, he's got the, I mean, I, I'm sad that it had to come at the cost of Kumasi because, man, Kumasi really did not deserve that smoke. He was just—he was the most loyal of all of them, and he just—he just had to get got for the sake of plot, man. What a tragedy! Mm-hmm. But no, yeah, the Soga King—the Soga King thing was pretty funny. That actually caught me by surprise. I, I like—it's been a while, obviously, but I'm like, oh shit, it's Soga King. They got the theme song and everything. Yeah, they do the theme song in the background again. Bastard! How dare you harm my sweet Kumasi? And what the hell's with that stupid? You're looking at the face of your doom. It's a pleasure to meet you. I am the one and only Sniper King. You're the exact same guy. You're just wearing a dumb mask. Fucking Usopp is getting blasted. He's getting his shit rocked. And he's like, uh, pull out my second personality. Shing. I, my favorite part about these scenes is the one where uh, uh, Perona is inside Usopp's chest and she pretends to crush his yeah. heart. Mere inches away from wrapping my fingers around your heart and squeezing it until it pops. No, I'm begging you, please don't make my heart pop. I don't want. I don't want to die. But you are going to die. Now writhe in beautiful agony and die. That would have been fucking metal. If she could do that, but. It's, it's too easy. Piece. Yeah, it's I too mean, easy for I, her. You're, you, you have to be thinking the whole time that there's no way that she can do it. I thought she was going to go for like the super scare factor and like try and give him a yeah. heart attack. I think that was the play. Or that's what I'm thinking, at least. Yeah, probably, probably was. But I mean, then she, you know, they do the whole like slow build up. The music is rising <laughs> and Usopp's falling further and further into dread. And then she just squeezes the uh, squeezes the heart but doesn't and then pops back <laughs> out of him and it's like well i can't actually do that anyway and we saw bends over backwards doing some yoga <laughs> yeah i can't actually do any of that you were bluffing Ah, you made me hurt my head! Come on, just think about it. If I could actually crush your heart like that, you'd have been dead the moment I stuck my hands inside your chest. Perona's got the stupid uh, tongue out face like, well, you know, I can't do that. But imagine. <laughs> How does she make little grenades? I don't know. I'm hoping we'll find out in the next set of episodes and that I don't hate it. In my brain, I'm assuming there is none. It's just, yeah, this is my power. Deal with it. I would be surprised if there is some type of explanation of like, yeah, I can make these little baby ghosts and they go boom. But then why can't she make the big ghost go boom? I assume there's different types. We got we got, we got the, the, the depresso ghost and then we got the fucking mini hand grenade 
ghosts. Yeah, but why didn't she do that before? It must have something to do with her being out of her own body, I would hope. But But also... It wouldn't be the first time a character just conveniently forgot a power for the sake of plot, you know? So, mm-hmm. um, whether in One Piece or otherwise. At this point, I don't normally necessarily care for... I, that's the wrong term. Zoro fights are not usually my favorite ones, but at this mm-hmm. point, it's the one I look forward to the most. Yeah. Just because... As you should. Uh, I, I wanted to see... I knew it wasn't going to happen because Zoro has to get his hands on the new sword. But I wanted to see Brook fight his own battle and win because Brook deserves it. But again, as Devin is uh, has is is inclined to gloat about and pointed out several weeks ago that Zoro mm-hmm. would probably be getting his hands on that sword, and then Zoro gets there and goes, "Man, that's a nice sword. Give me. I'm gonna take it." Consider yourself fortunate to cast your eyes on it. So it is one of the legendary swords. You're right, I am lucky. Though I did expect you to have a good blade, being that you're a samurai and all. That settles it. I'm gonna beat you and take that sword as my own. Oh, you are so cool! That's a main character sword right there. He can't lose yet. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a main character. That, that lo- that's a cool looking sword. I wonder who's going to get it. Maybe the guy who's missing a sword in our main characters. <gasps> By the way, you're very right, <laughs> uh, Justin, about the about the uh, the Ryuma using a katana for fencing practice. That drives me nuts. That yeah. drives me fucking nuts. It's uh, it's kind of infuriating. It just looks wrong. Yeah, it's it's exacerbated in these episodes because they do do a lot, especially in these episodes, a lot of fencing moves. They were doing them before also, but it was mostly like stab, stab. All right, Brooks on the ground. Stab, stab. All right, Brooks dead again. Uh, stab, stab. Brooks dead again. But this time they go very Part extended. Wishes that Brooks. Part of me wishes that Brooks zombie was a different one, and Zoro zombie was put in a that like or his uh shadow was put in that zombie so they would actually fight like him with the katana and brooks was put into like a fencer's body maybe or even the pirate guy it's one piece just gags and memes yeah don't I argue i hate it Oda's like everything. this is mine i do what i want and you deal with it he, he knows what he's doing clearly does he does he tell that to his fucking pile of money he's sitting on as he's fucking writing his next chapter i guess circling back like yeah circle back to the fucking perona usop shit I really and I did I completely forgot about this because you know I have memory of a fucking squirrel, but also it's been a long time. Uh, the fucking like sequence of analyzing all of Kabuto's details <laughs> as a Usopp monologues. He's like, these are my fucking schematics for Kabuto. I got fucking breath dial to change my ammo. I got all these other impact dials and shit to change my ammo. And I was like, yo, shit, I didn't remember this. This is this is a cool sequence, but also like it was pretty. It feels a little late. All of that cool. Where the fuck are the dials? They're in Kabuto. Bullshit. <laughs> what do you mean bullshit? The Kabuto is like a stick, like a thick stick you <laughs> find on the ground. Like that's that's the thickness of Kabuto. These dials have been shown to be like the size of the palm of your hand sometimes. 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 Where are they? None of them They're have ever been. They're probably in the prongs. No, no, bullshit. I mean, that is where they are, but it's it's dumb and I hate it. They're. 
Hey man, are you? Uh, will you also complain about the climatox? Because like it's the same technology yeah, I, essentially. Been, what I've been complaining about the climatox <laughs> since it was made. Same. I I was before it, it had dials in it. I was complaining about it. Man, can we just appreciate the fucking engineering genius that Usopp is? That at least the at least the climatox like he put those little like the pokeballs in it as where they attach <laughs> so like you can make you can go okay that's that's maybe roughly dial size this is nonsense this, this is like he he, he shr- used a shrink ray and <laughs> shrunk them down to a, a 20th of their normal size and then stuck them in kabuto usap workshop is op that's what i'm saying it's bullshit is what sure it is. <laughs> whatever Let, let's move on to luffy and moria uh Luffy finds Moria. Moria's just big chilling. <laughs> he's he's he just like, yeah, what's up? He's like, I'm gonna kick your ass. Oh, is that so? Well, just so you know, if you want to get your shadows back, you got to do it this way by basically making me surrender by just kicking my ass so hard. Good luck with that. And he just lets his fucking shadow just be the shadow. Yeah. Before you get to me, you have to get through, well, me. <laughs> the whole monologue that was like the similar repeating of Crocodile. I'm just sitting there and watching Luffy just make the same mistakes he always does in fights, which is just if I, I first step Gatling every single time. Oh, that didn't work. I'm going to move on to something a little bit more zanier. Like, at, can you expand it, it, on that? Because Jordy wrote that in the notes and like, I don't disagree with them, but like, I was just curious if like anyone remembers what Crocodile said way back then. You're, it's essentially just that you don't have the you don't know what it takes to fight a warlord like mm. you don't have enough experience essentially. and that he's it's, not it's, it's i'm roughly paraphrasing i yeah mm-hmm. that and that he hasn't trained his power enough you know that he hasn't he hasn't gained enough experience and usage out of his power he's not making full uh usage of his power you know uh mm-hmm. where moria and crocodile they've had well years on years and plenty of battle experience to this point or at least in moria's case experience in manipulating shadows to the point where he knows his power inside and out but luffy is for the most part outside of developing the gear moves even when he's in the gear moves he does the same moves does that make sense he still he still does pistols and he still does Gatlings. He's just faster and or has more power. So, which isn't to say that it's that he hasn't expanded his power. That's obviously a good expansion of his power, but it's still not enough to deal with these warlords like this. You know, mm-hmm. I was I was really surprised that when Luffy did the, the net finger move, and he caught all the bats that he didn't just beat him with it. Like, <laughs> my, that was like the first thought in my head was if I can capture your shadow, which is the one problem I'm having to deal with the most, why don't I just take a motherfucker and beat another motherfucker with a motherfucker? <laughs> <laughs> like, he clearly could capture them. Why not just wail on him with it now? I, I want to drop the quote that, that Moria said that more or less aligns with what a crocodile would kind of say. Rookie pirate, so cocky. You fools are just setting yourselves up for your own humiliation. Hopefully it gets more interesting, but for now, Moria is just using the same two moves because that's all he has to do. You know, Luffy's just throwing throwing himself into the brick wall and trying to see what sticks, but nothing is sticking yet. I guess what I find interesting is just like how Moria is like technically 1v1ing Luffy, but like not really when you consider the position of like, his belief is currently is like, oh, 
uh, after traveling all around the world, uh, I'm going to become the king of the pirates by using other people. By doing literally nothing for myself. I'm going to find these really OP people like Oars and somehow make them subordinate to me. And then, and then I'm just going to become king of the pirates. And I'm like, that's an interesting plan you got there. That moment when you realize that Gecko Moria is just Naruto with extra steps. More Gecko Moria is a Pokemon trainer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm just imagining Gecko Moria with Ash's hat on now. <laughs> I'm gonna catch maybe, them all. Maybe the jacket. <laughs> okay, it's been a hot minute since we've done one of these. Hey yo, we got if you got any artists out there who want to make a fan art of Gecko Moria cosplaying as Ash Ketchum, please DM us. We beg of you. <laughs> Oh put, god. Put Hildon on his shoulder, but with like Pikachu ears and the red cheeks. No, we gotta make Hildon look like a, a fucking uh Zubat though, right? Like that we gotta go with that. I, I don't know. Hildon as a Pikachu sounds awful. But like but Ash doesn't hang out with a Zubat, he hangs out with a Pikachu all day. Yeah, right, but like fine, put Absalom on his shoulder, make him have rosy <laughs> cheeks. Anyway, send us your Pokemon One Piece <laughs> fan art. <laughs> Padding for time. <laughs> You mentioned the you mentioned the bazooka before, and that triggered uh, the me remembering oh, oh, thing. fucking oh, Absalom. No. Yeah, Absalom uh, just having bazookas tied to his wrists. Remember when we thought maybe he was going to bust out hockey, or I remember would just have some extra power of some kind. Same. I was really riding on your fan theories here because I completely forgot about this dumb They're shit. They're just invisible bazookas. Should we have <sighs> thought of that? Yeah, probably. But I guess I guess I was enjoying the arc enough that I wanted to have higher hopes for the show. Hey, man, I'm no better. I was riding high in your fucking fan theory when I should know better, but I don't because memory. It is weird seeing how this arc had such a good like beginning, but now it's just like slowly. Going All right, I'm not going to discount the arc just yet. This is I, the last. It, it's starting to these episodes have been really make me go come on get I, to the stuff we want to see I'm, I'm not quite there yet Th- these episodes might have been a bit of a slog but the last four episodes the ones we did last week are some of my favorite one piece we've ever watched i think those ep- some of the, the, those episodes were kind of bangers all the way through there were bits there was plot we got laboon back <laughs> We got Laboon. We got Laboon <laughs> back. We got more Laboon backstory after 300 episodes. Like that. So those that like last week was bangerang, dude. Like I am. I'm. I was way back on board after those episodes. So I'm not ready to jump off after these yet. If it keeps trending this way, I'll be a little off off put. But uh, right now, I'm still very much on the thriller bark train here. I, I just worry that it is going to get like that, though. Like, I, it's, I, I don't want it. I don't want to feel this way, but I worry because of how One Piece has done me dirty in the past that it's going to become like that. I want to tell you to keep your, like, hopes high. I, this ain't it. Like, I, I don't know if you're going to be satisfied with the ending. Probably not. Let's be real. Probably not. I don't know. I want, I want to go out there on a limb and be like, yo, Devin, keep your hopes up. There, there's a light at the end of the tunnel for you. You specifically. I, I think it's just because we're getting to these uh these scenes where we fall into the fighting tropes for this show. That's that's what's happening here. Yeah. Um so I hopefully we can overcome that. Uh maybe Perona busts out some more stuff. Perona b- busts out another inspirational quote for Usopp <laughs> uh, when she's floating there initially. I forget what she says. Something like uh 
uh, there's there's other good things in life or something like that. I don't know. Yeah. I never dreamt that there could be a person so inherently negative that they'd be immune to my ghosts. And there's only one thing I have to say to such a person. <laughs> Cheer up! Life is good! Oh, shut up! Perona out here still feeling for Usopp, even though they're mortal enemies at this point. is Something about that really hits home. Apparently, Brooke was part of a soldier of a kingdom or something. Yeah, he was he was part of he mentions that in the the first ep was it 357? I don't know. Something like that. Uh the episode where Brooke and Ryuma fight still. Uh he mentions he busts that piece of his backstory out that he goes for some kingdom he was part of an assault squadron or something like that. I completely missed that part. I don't remember if a while if it was while he was in the assault squadron or when he joined the pirate crew that they uh they gave the nickname to his his one shot move the three 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 pace hum notch slash very long kind of tongue twistery title uh Ryuma had it right and just called it notch slash um but yeah that's so that's that's when that gets dropped you know maybe we'll go back there one day in like 400 episodes or something and somebody will recognize Brooke by his afro and that'll be great but for right now I just need him to get back to Laboon that's all I need. <laughs> Do you think that they're going to backtrack all the way there? Immediately after this? Probably not. No. Uh, just to mention it real quick, uh, the move that Brooke talked about was indeed uh, learned through his Kingdom's Assault Squad, whatever fucking kingdom that is. And now I suddenly want more Brooke backstory, because now I need to know. I, 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 This little fucking tidbit that Jordy wrote in the fucking thing, I had no idea about this. Now I want to know where his fucking kingdom is. Oh, to give me more Brooke backstory now. <laughs> On top of Zoro. Give give me all the backstory. I have a problem. No, no, I don't. No backstory for yeah, you. Yeah, you do. All right. Mm. So I think. Oh, well, do we want to talk about Or's adventures a little bit more? Or what do we want to do? Before we do that, I want to talk about uh, Ryuma's sword real quick. You mean Zoro's sword? <laughs> yeah, you mean Zoro's sword that Ryuma's been borrowing for the last however number of years. Shh, spoilers. The audience doesn't know it yet. Right. I'm sorry. Literally, yet. he says it in the episode. Nah, he said, nah, nah, nah. Anyway, Ryuma reveals that uh, his oh-so-pretty and special sword is uh, one of the 21 Owazamono greatswords. You know, that means really special. Yeah, remind, re remind me the hierarchy. What is that like the top of the top, or is that the next uh, one down? If or only fucking one Brendan was that? here. Well, it is black, so I would assume it's the one of the top of the top. Well, I I remember there were there were several groups. There was this twenty one Owari Zamonos or whatever he said, and then there was another group that had a higher number, and then there was like the random hundred uh, other kind of good swords too. I just don't remember if these twenty one were the top or if there was like a there was for some reason sixteen stands out to me also as like a number for something. So as I'm looking through the uh, the wiki. This is like the second tier down, like like second place, you know? That okay. makes sense. That's what I that's what I thought. How many are in the first one? Do, do you have that number offhand in the wiki or So there's a couple that have been revealed. I think it says there's twelve Supreme Grade Swords. And out of the entire series, we've revealed one, two, no, three, I four. I don't care about that. I just, I wanted to know the number. For some reason I thought the tippy top was sixteen, but I guess it was twelve. Anyway. So the sword. What was it called again? I didn't write that down. Shisui, like uh, the guy in Naruto. Yeah, there's definitely a Naruto character called Shisui. I just don't remember who exactly. One of the most important Uchiha's in the whole story. 
Yeah, this be a red. That's how to mention that kind of skip to that fucking arc, like a fucking degenerate. What the fuck? What What do you mean you Listen, skipped what, that arc? I was arc. trying to cap. I was trying to catch up on fucking Naruto, and, and you know the Ambu Black Op arc for Kakashi. That shit was in the way of getting to the main Ganon War shit. So I was like, skip, because I'm a what? fucking degenerate. This is what Shisui was Itachi's best friend. What are you talking about? That just proves I didn't fucking watch it. You're thinking of, are you thinking of Obito? No, I definitely no. What you just said is correct. I'm just crisscrossing wires up here, further proving that I did not watch this clearly. <laughs> further proving you should have watched it. Listen, when it comes to like catching up, and I get bored, and I want to get to the current. How could you skip through so much of Naruto when a lot of it is so juicy? I'm not saying you're wrong, like bro. I don't make sense. All right. I- I did the exact same thing for One Piece. There was a really important arc that covers a really cool character's backstory. And I was like, man, I'm like really close to catching up to like the the current episodes. I could, you know, just power through this. And by power through, I mean, pull a Jordy, except I don't retain any information and pseudo skip it. Like I said, I'm a fucking animal. All right. You're a goddamn animal. You're damn right. I am. You should be shot in a firing line. All right. Let's let's calm down. Anyway, Zoro's sword that Ryuma is <laughs> borrowing. It's cool. It looks cool. That like purple and reddish hue on the blade. Looking mm-hmm. looking kind of looking spicy. I like I'd it. buy that. It's definitely an aesthetically pleasing sword. Yes, it is. Uh also uh how are they saying that other podcast? Uh foreshadow report. The sword is important. Really? Yes. You don't say. More important than you think, Baka. Anyway, Adventures of Horus. Christians, take it take us along in your favorite character for this arc. Oh man, uh, I I mean, really, we've gone through everything that he that he he does around here, other than the fact that he he decided to go for a swim. Well, he steered the ship too. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Yeah, we didn't talk about that either. He starts yanking on a chain that he finds and realizes that it makes the ship do funny things, so he keeps doing it. By funny uh, things, we mean it steers the fucking rudder. Yeah, apparently it steers the rudder. And actually, I love the quote because we cut to Moria and Luffy staring each other down at one point during this. And Moria goes to, he tells Luffy as the ship is shaking, he goes, yeah, we've probably hit some kind of weird current in the in the sea. And actually, that's probably your fault. <laughs> and he's not talking about Luffy. <laughs> <laughs> that's in front of him. He's talking about Luffy's shadow that's in oars right now. So I don't know. I, that, that particular line where Moria is talking to Luffy and Luffy just looks at him with a blank expression as Moria might as well have just face popped and go, ugh, what am I dealing with right now? Fucking smooth brain idiot standing in front of me. He's probably going to try and gum gum pistol me and I'm going to throw my shadow in front of his face. <laughs> and then I'm going to brick bat him for the next. 30 minutes anyway i like that quote that quote's fun but then yeah Ors decides he's gonna go swimming and somewhere in his little his little brain he goes i feel like i shouldn't do this because at some point i probably wasn't allowed to do this but i'm gonna do it he's like do i know how to swim i don't know but fuck it we'll go and find <laughs> out does, he does all these stretches at, at first too he's He's sitting there, uh, one, two, one, two. He goes, shake your hands, get, trying to get the wrists a little loose. Isn't isn't that workout like the normal like morning workout that they do in like Japanese schools or something like that? Like I th- I feel like I've seen that like oh is that, it? I know that exists, yeah. but I know I've never seen it done before. I've only seen it in anime and like in like one like movie. I forgot which movie it was. Hmm. That would be funny if it was. So, uh, feel free. To- 
to let us know somebody if that's true because i won't look that up i don't care that much but if it's but if it is the same yeah shout out oda i guess or the animators whoever decision was uh and then he just cannonballs right into that water man he just goes (laughs) for it watching the water when he first puts his feet in and then he cannonballs in and then seeing like the the little like moat where the hyena wolf uh poor Cerberus, man. is running from the way for his life dude <laughs> and all the zombies are just like noping the fuck out of the area mm-hmm. <laughs> oh that was gold yeah how adorable was or sitting on the shoreline splashing his feet in the water though like come on heckin cute you you're telling me that's not best boy right there come on don't play with me the- it's best boy. And then he'll and then Hildon appears out of nowhere after uh Ors pulls himself back to shore and goes like, dude, you idiot. You could have swallowed a bunch of salt water and that would have that would have uh purified you. What, what what were you gonna do then? And Ors is just like, ah, it's fine. I didn't I'm good. <laughs> I didn't die. We're all fine. Anyway, that that about does it, I think. Yeah, I think yeah. we're we're done here. Not much happened in these episodes. Lots of laughs. Uh Lots. next I think next week's episodes are gonna be mwah. I don't know that for sure, but I'm banking on it. Anyway, next week's episodes are three sixty one to three sixty four. We got any quotes we haven't mentioned? Not really, no. I, that we, we talked about all of them really. Um Yeah, I mean that's that's probably about it. the The only other thing I I put down in my notes as like a joke was um, uh, in was Perona snapping just uh, but had very <laughs> Colonel Mustang vibes about it. Yeah, it when did. she when she snaps to detonate the mini hollows, I, I was I was like, is that is that Colonel Mustang with his with his sweet glove? They did give some good animation to those snaps. Uh, Golden Ham. Ors. Uh, I'm kind of more I'm kind of more inclined to give it to Kumasi for throwing his life on the line for uh <laughs> for for his for his master. We also gave it to Ors last week for the record. Oh we did. Oh that's right. Mm. Not that we should let that stop because I'll I'll definitely vote for some Ors. I'm just feeling the Kumasi, especially because he lost his life for it. <laughs> I feel like Kumasi needs to be honored for this. I don't know what it is. Maybe I'm on some shit, but I'm not. I'm on the. I'm not on the Kumasi bandwagon. I, I don't know what you guys see that I don't. Uh, he's just. He's. He's loyal, dude. All. 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 Mm-hmm. Perona has done is put that man down, while he just tried to be helpful, and he still threw himself out there for his queen and died for her. As a fellow follower of Perona, I must recognize his noble actions. I too will vote for Kumasi. I guess I'll throw my vote in for Kumasi as well. Kumasi supremacy. <laughs> wow, that was surprisingly easy for Golden Ham. I don't know why you guys say it's hard to get these down. We normally do. It's only like when Jordy's like, I'm going to pick insert random bug from this tree. <laughs> you know what? No, I'm changing my vote to the fucking Atlas Beetle attack that fucking. Oh, <laughs> no. Throughout. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Kumasi wins. No memes here. Not today. Catch us next week when the other two maybe come back. A grab bag. The Miss Valentine Award. Oh boy, Miss Valentine Award. Recommendation. Oh, uh. (laughs) 
you want to talk about uh, a no memes for the golden ham? I'm gonna give the Miss Valentine award uh, to Soga King for killing Kumasi, for yes. killing, for murdering Kumasi in cold blood. <laughs> I was actually gonna say Sanji. You know what? Just, just the creep energy. Okay, but what's really the difference between Sanji and Absalom? I feel like Absalom would be They're, the worst offender both here. Be it for all I give a fuck. <laughs> They're both creeps. One's just applying what Sanji wants to do. All I'm hearing is one thought of doing a crime, the other one committed it. There's a fine line but, in court but of law. But he would do the crime if he had it. But he did not. And that's all that matters in the court because of law. Because he can't. They're both. I, I, I'm, I'm just keeping Sanji in there. He's also a hypocrite for calling him a pervert. For doing the exact same thing he would have done with it. All right, I'll I'll uh let's 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 make a deal here. You know, I you you give me Sanji, I give you Absalom. We we make a bundle deal here. The two perverts, Ms. Valentine Award. Any objections? Mm-hmm. Not at all. Not at all. Nope. All right, this is perfectly they all, they acceptable. They both get it. Our nominees for Ms. Valentine Award are the two fucking perverts of this godforsaken arc. <laughs> the two God. ultra simps. Did we just fucking speed run a podcast? We we got Golden Ham done out of the way. We got. Fucking Ms. Valentine done out of the way. We speed ran the the end bits at least. What do we do now? Um, I normally have to do this part. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Panda Sightings. You can also send us questions at pandasightings at gmail.com. And we would also appreciate it if you can give us a better score on our uh spot sorry, my brain farted Spotify account because Jordy's a twat and likes to make it negative now. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We're still at four point nine. Uh, we have more five-star reviews over time. Thank you. You're all very kind. We still need to drown out Jordy's uh, one-star rating, though. So we need more of your energy. All that positive energy you guys have, throw it at us. We need all of mm-hmm. it. Lend us your strength. Because fucking Jordy just saps it away from us. Yeah. <laughs> I love you, Jordy. You know what? Sometimes. I do. I, I was going to wait for to do this on a panda view, but I'll do it now. Uh, shout out to our... One of our followers on Instagram, I think your name is Brooke or Brooklyn. I don't know. Instagram names are weird. Uh, I'm going to call you Brooke. Feel free to correct me at some point in your life <laughs> if you hear this. Uh, Brooke said that Jordy had one of the silkiest, smooth voices from our last recording where he was complaining about, you know, him not being satisfied with his audio quality. And I'm here to support that message. Jordy, your voice is real nice. You give me a headache way too often. But you got a nice voice. I, didn't I say it in the podcast that... That when he said that was like your voice is smooth, silky. Uh, Brendan's been maintaining that stance for quite a while, and Brooke is doubling down with us. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So thank you, Brooke. We are not wrong. We will was not that be in oppressed. The last was that in the Panda view that came out recently. I'm pretty sure. Anyway, speaking of Panda view, if you guys would like to follow our other channel, is it just called Panda view? Panda view. The other podcast is just called Panda view. Yeah. Please listen to it. We say a bunch of dumb shit. It's really good for your morning commutes. You know. It's uh <laughs> happens a lot less frequently these days because our schedules are out of whack, but uh they happen whenever. So, you know, don't look forward to them on a weekly basis like this, but just be happy that when they do happen, they happen. You're welcome. Happy little accidents. Yeah. And they are accidents. That's for damn sure. <laughs> <laughs> just like this podcast. Yeah, just like my my life. <laughs> I think I got hit by a negative hollow. I'm going to blame any bad thoughts I have on negative hollows now. Just because Perona popped up and zapped me. My problem is I'm immune to her. I'm going to remove all accountability from my life and be like, nope, it was a negative hollow. I got hit with the, the, the hollow hollow fruit, you know? Shit's OP. Anyway, uh...